confused by finances, investing, estate, and retirement planning? Well, I went to school so you don't have to. Welcome to Finances And with Kathy and Jennifer. Welcome to Finances And Military Benefits. I'm Jennifer and I'm here with Kathy. This week we'll be covering some of the perks offered for citizens who serve in the military, including help with buying a home and assistance for college, built-in tax breaks and tax savings for serving your country, and the opportunity to purchase life insurance at a great rate. So how's it going for you guys? I know last week we talked about the home buying. When when are you guys going to be able to move in? We are going to close mid-August, so we'll be moving at that time. Have you started packing or you're delaying that for now? No, I'm putting that off for now. (laughs) (laughs) That is the one thing about moving that's the worst. Yes, yes it is. (laughs) I know for myself, I have been working on this house for years now and especially the last... I don't want to say five years or so, I'm good to go. So until they have to take me out of it, I think this is where I'm going to end up staying. (laughs) Partly because I don't want to move. Yes, exactly. Good for you. (laughs) This week, we're going to talk about some military benefits. We just started thinking about friends that are serving, and it made me realize that there are lots of perks to being in the military. And maybe it's a career you're considering, or someone in your family might be considering, or maybe it's you and you just didn't realize all these things are available to you. So we thought we would give that a chat today. So we're going to start with the GI Bill, which has actually been around since 1944. But today I'm going to focus more on the post 9-11 GI Bill. So if you've served on active duty after September 10th, 2001, you may qualify for this benefit to help you pay for school or job training. They may cover part or all of your tuition and fees, provide money for housing, books and supplies, or even money to help you move from a rural area to go to school. The specific amount you may qualify for will depend on how much time you've served since September 10th, 2001. And if you have unused benefits, they may also be transferred to a spouse or dependent child. There are other GI bills that you can look into as well to see if you meet those qualifications. And all of the requirements can be found by going to va.gov and searching GI bill. So be sure to go there to check all of the specific qualifications. I thought it was pretty cool that it wasn't just college, it included grad school and even certain training programs. So it's not specific to a continuing education in a higher education. I, I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, school or job training. Yeah, all great options. Another benefit of the military is their military health system or MHS. So it started in 1966 in the form that it is right now. It is sort of the military's HMO, which is their health maintenance organization. There's there's another part to it as well. The health system is available to active duty, retired, and reservists and their families. So they're also included in this, as well as Medal of Honor recipients, which is kind of neato because one of my cousins is a Medal of Honor recipient. So that just made me smile when I read that. Great. Generally, active duty are going to go to their facilities on post and they're not going to have any kind of a copay where retirees are going to actually have a premium that they pay annually. And then they might also have some out-of-pocket expenses as well for themselves and their families. These are all generalities and there's a number of different programs that you could opt into if you chose to. But I'm going to talk about the two big ones, which are TRICARE Prime, which is for active, retired, and reservists. And it's more like an H. HMO model, which just means they're going to say, here's the facility. If you want to see somebody, it's going to be somebody probably in this location. You might be able to choose your primary care doctor, but you're going to have to get referrals to go to specialists and there might be some co-pays. There's an annual enrollment fee for them. TRICARE Select 
is going to be for people who are located in a place where they might not have facilities nearby. They're going to have an annual deductible and they're going to have coinsurance they have to pay. But that's more like a PPO, which is a preferred provider where you get to go see whomever it is you would like to go see. There's not just a list of doctors that you you are limited to. But generally, again, for military, you're going to be treated on a facility, maybe your post or your base. And if necessary, then they would use regional contractors. The VA Housing Assistance Program can help veterans, service members, and their surviving spouses buy a home or refinance a loan. They can also help you build, improve, or keep your current home. You'll still go through all the parts of the home buying process. And through this program, they guarantee a portion of the loan you get. If it goes into foreclosure, they will help the lender recover some of the money. 90% of the loans are made without a down payment. They still require a good credit score and may require updated home appraisal. There is also a VA-backed program that can help you access cash through the equity in your property. This is called the VA Cash Out Refinance Loan. I'm going to be honest, we took advantage of the VA loan when we bought our first house. We didn't have a lot of cash. And so we were able to say that we're going to use our VA loan. It's You can't use it for more than one home. In other words, you can't say I'll use it on this house and on a vacation home. But once you have paid off a VA loan, you are eligible, if you're still in the military, to be able to utilize that again on your next house. So it's not something that you have to have a down payment for, which if you've tried to purchase a home and you realize what 20% of your dream house is, that's a lot of money to come up with. So it's a it's a wonderful perk that they have that they don't have to be saving lots of money to take advantage of. Another reason to maybe join the military. The salary perks are unusual. So this was one of the things I found very interesting. When someone in the service is paid, they are paid a base pay, which is typical across all branches of the service. But then they are additionally paid a special pay. So your base pay is going to be is going to increase with your rank, but your special pay or your allowances will depend on certain activities that you are involved in. For example, you might get an allowance or special pay for hazardous duty. You might get it for being an aviator. You might get it for your housing or your food benefit. You might get a clothing allowance or a moving allowance. Or if you have to go on an unaccompanied tour of duty without your family, you might receive another allowance to be able to help your family since you're not there with them. The benefit of that is, is that you are taxed on your base pay but there is no taxes on these additional allowances. So for example, if I am making a base pay of $75,000, but I'm getting allowances that total up to $25,000, I will be making $100,000 a year, but I'm only being taxed on the $75,000 a year, which is a benefit. But the thing to be aware of is that when you go to leave the military and go into private sector, that might be a culture shock. So if you've been taxed at the 75% rate and you want to get a job where you're going to get $100,000 because that's what you've actually been bringing in, your tax rate is going to go up. So your marginal tax rate, what you're taxed on is going to be larger. So just something to be aware of that your tax rate will change with that. In addition to that special pay on top of the base pay, there are also additional perks 
that come along with serving in the military. One is a food discount at the commissary stores. And then there's also something called PX stands for Post Exchange, which is a military market and supply store with tax-free shopping. Veterans and active duty military, and sometimes their spouses and dependents, can also get special deals on flights. But in my research, they were kind of difficult to find. <laughs> so it's best to actually call the airline and ask specifically for the discounts they're offering at that time. The deals may also only be available if there's room on a last minute flight, for example. But it's definitely worth asking as it's a small way that airlines say thank you for your service by providing you with discount flights so that you can see your family and they know that you might be traveling more often for things like that. The MWR, a network that provides support and leisure services for service members and their families. They may provide information and deals on things like travel, dining, even resources for singles. There was even tips to get through a breakup, sports teams to join, like an intramural kind of sports team, childcare and youth programs, and automotive skills. MWR stands for Morale, Welfare, and Recreation. So they're finding a way to offer service members activities to do outside of just their job. For example, we took advantage of the travel portion and went up to the Finger Lakes region and got to go on a wine tasting tour when uh, when we were in the Air Force. There were intramurals so that we could join teams to be able to play. Again, just something to do outside and to build relationships with other service members. The auto skills part, they literally had auto bays. We just drive in and we could change our own oil and do some basic car maintenance on our own and sort of learn how to do that. Again, these are all perks that are within the military and they just have to sort of look into it. I found some of these on militarypay.defense.gov and it was it was very interesting, all the fun things that you get as well. Life insurance is another benefit and there's many different kinds of life insurance that you can get as a service member. You can get term life insurance until an end date. So this insurance, the military offers, you're auto-enrolled unless you choose to decline it for some reason or you want to get less insurance than what they would normally enroll you in. And the premiums are automatically deducted from your pay. It's called SGLI, which is Service Members Group Life Insurance. Again, that's a term life insurance. So you pay for it and you get it through the end of the term. In this case, the term will end 120 days after you end your service, your separation from service. But in the meantime, you'll have life insurance during that entire time. You can get survivor pay for up to 55% of eligible beneficiaries, so family members, or an annuity for retired members. It's not taxed as income, so they would receive this benefit and if you passed, and then they would that would not be something that they were taxed on for receiving that. This group life insurance, you can get up to $400,000 for only $25 a month. There's also other kinds of insurance that are available. For example, um, traumatic injury insurance, you can get up to $100,000, and that would be to provide assistance to you or your loved ones if there was a catastrophic injury recovery. It's also available to your family as well. So the group life insurance, you can get $100,000 on a spouse, and that's only $5 a month. And your children are automatically covered for $10,000, and there's no cost to you. Again, the term will last until 120 days after your separation. 
And then if you're retiring from the military, you can switch it to VGLI, which is a veterans group life insurance. And it literally becomes active on the 121st day after separation. And there are other kinds of options you can purchase it as well, but these are just some of the most basic. There are also free financial counseling services available. These are typically not from certified financial planners, but they are offered, they do offer services on things like creating a budget, your money managing your money, debt reduction. They can coach you through talking to debt collectors, provide free tax support, mortgage support, even give you information on different college savings plans as you're looking into that, review retirement options. And there are also unlimited sessions on this. So you can talk to them as many times as you want for whatever topics you have. There's a website called Military One Source, and it's a great resource for these financial services as well as the MWR services that I mentioned earlier. So, Kathy, didn't you offer a program like this through the USO? I was able to go on to the local post here at Fort Belvoir and offer a class on some basic finances to service members and their family members. It was, it was pretty awesome. There were lots of great questions, and it was a fun conversation. Another benefit is the Thrift Savings Plan, which is the retirement plan that the military offers. It is available to federal workers as well. It is a lot like a 401k. You can contribute from one to 100% of your basic pay. Again, remember there's basic pay and there's the allowances up to $19,000. It will auto-enroll you up to 3%. So it's not going to auto-enroll you your 100%, but you, you have the option to do that if you'd like to. And then the government will match up to 5%. So if they're auto-enrolling you at 3 you'll want to bump yours up to 5% as soon as you can so that you're getting a total of 10% savings. People who are deployed in combat zones can continue to put up to $56,000, but 5% will still remain of that base. After you've retired, you have some options for this TSP, again, the Thrift Savings Plan. You can move it into an IRA. You can just leave it in your Thrift Savings Plan. You could roll it into a 401k with a new employer. You could take it all out as a lump sum, or you could transfer it into an annuity. And an annuity is where you're buying an insurance vehicle, and they are then paying you back with the money that you originally deposited. So those are all things that you could do once you retire. There's very low fees in this. And that 5% is a great idea to be able to have as a match because you want to, as best you can, be trying to put a total of 10% of your salary away for retirement. If you can get to 15, you will be very happy when you retire, but start with what you have to. One fun thing I looked up, Jen, was that there were over 27,000 millionaires in this TSP plan. So again, being able to save your money and retire with lots of it, it's a good thing. Interesting. (laughs) All right. So with regard to state taxes, many states do not charge income tax on active duty or retired military pay. Some states only tax a portion of it. And so I actually found a list online. You could do a search for one as well of all the states so that you can see the specific tax breaks that your state offers for military members, retirees and survivors. That's a big benefit to not have to pay state income tax. If you're only paying income tax on your base pay, which is not including lots of other money that you could be making, and that's just for federal taxes, and then not paying any state taxes, that's a lot of good 
money that you can save back and put towards your own retirement. So definitely look into all of these ways to start saving so that you have money after you separate from the service. One of the last things that I found is just near and dear to my heart because it's an organization that I belong to, which is the USO. And the USO supports service members and their families. United Service Organizations is what USO stands for. It keeps service members connected when they're away from home. So for example, they might offer classes like the one that I taught. They might give a place to rest in an airport or on a post, which is where I volunteer at, is in an airport there. So that, again, as they're moving between flights, they have a place they can come and just chill, get some food, watch some TV for a little while. They also offer to service members entertainment. When we went to New York on vacation, my family and I, we were able to get discounted tickets to Broadway shows. There's networking that goes on. You've probably seen care packages or written some cards to service members at different places. They'll say, just write a note kind of thing. And to help people with those life transitions that they might be experiencing. Again, that's not specifically a perk of the military, but it's a wonderful organization. And if you'd like to volunteer for them, they would love to see you. Have you ever signed a card like that or say, oh, I've done that before. I've put those packages together or something like that. In my schools that I've worked in, we often write letters to veterans on Veterans Day and mail those off to different organizations so that they can receive those. Or friends of the family that have served and then they get to get up and talk about that and why that's important. So I think that's pretty awesome. Thanks for listening to Finance and Military Benefits. And we'd both like to say a thank you for all of your service. We know you chose to listen and we're grateful. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and share. Please also consider leaving us a review because it helps us bring financial education to others. Let us know what questions you might have on our Facebook page or at Finances and by going to our website at financesand.net. You can find infographics now at our website. Thank you, Jennifer, as well. Finances and does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing in this podcast can be construed as such. Always consult a tax, accounting, or legal professional for advice on your specific situation. Remember, I went to school, so you don't have to. Mm-hmm.